I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another huge edition of the Two Units podcast as we gear up for All Star Mile Weekend and, of course, Golden Slipper Day up there in, at Rose Hill. We've got a pack show today the Sultan's Supper, Pack Your Nags, our unit of the week. And then, as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me, as always, is my interstate travel friend, uh, the Sultan. Salty, welcome back. Welcome back home, mate. It was a it was a big one. Any jet lag for you? Yeah, I was pretty rattled. I, I went to go to bed, and it was, I was half an hour out when I got home. So oh, my sleep's <laughs> been up. It's upset my sleep all, all week, mate. But you said traveler friend is. Traveller friend. Traveller friend. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that. Uh, it was a bloody good trip, wasn't it, mate? We had lots of fun. Yeah, it was good to see you rolling up there in Economy X too on Virgin, the high roller that you are, Salts. None of that yeah. sort of back towards the lavatory stuff. Nah, none of that, mate. You know, the Economy X sums us up well, doesn't it, mate? It's just, just a little bit just a little bit higher than than average. <laughs> <laughs> it's our podcast it's our podcast encapsulated in a class. That's perfect. Yeah. Hey mate, but for the listeners, if you haven't had an opportunity yet to head across to wherever you wherever you listen to your podcasts and listen to our Terry McAuliffe interview for three units, do yourself a favor because he uh he's just a great man to sit down and have a yarn with. Salty and I were in awe of him. We sat down and listened to his story um, from basically from conception to broadcasting at the Adelaide <laughs> yeah. Cup this weekend. Uh, he was terrific, mate, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. And even the next day, mate, like we went to the races and we caught up with him and James Jordan. But even after that, Terry was coming and finding us between the races, introducing us to different people, just a a great man, very generous with his time. And, yeah, you could listen to him talk all day. So, yeah, give it a listen. But, mate, you said Golden Slipper Day. This is one year since last year we previewed the Golden Slipper for about mm. 10 minutes and then it got called off a couple of days later. So it looks like it's <laughs> going to go ahead this year, which is good. That was the That's Mowie right. Slipper. It was the Mowie Slipper. The 50. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, let's roll on. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold cut combo i eat three every day to help keep me strong time now for the sultan's supper an opportunity where salts and i get to invite uh people along for great performances from the week gone by and and my first invite is is been a little bit of an oversight by me actually this one salt so last week on the show i invited all and i called them the big dogs that came down from sydney for super saturday and that was like the karen mcavoys the j max but there was a little bit of an oversight by me and it's a sydney rider who's been here for a couple of weeks now and that's josh parr and mate he's he's gone home with a group one oz cup to his name after a after a nice steer on Juice, and he was here the week before too with a couple of nice rides on uh, Malkovich and also Overpass. So he he's come down to Melbourne and cleaned up and done quite well. So sorry, Josh, you're obviously welcome to the supper this week. Yeah, he's he's one of the ones where when he wins a race post race, his interviews are always good. He seems like quite a genuinely nice bloke. So yeah, welcome to the supper. Hey, before we move on, we had the the intro there from Happy. If you have been a 20-year-old male in Australia, you 
you've gone through a phase where you're addicted to subway footlongs, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. What was your go-to for a footlong back in the day? I was always I was always a roast chicken pieces because it was like the yeah. closest. It was the closest thing to being real. Yeah. I used to get the steak and but it was um Southwest sauce. The, Southwest the, sauce is life. I think the steak's the furthest thing away from being real. It's not even a cow. <laughs> it's just like right. it's like bleached tofu. Bleached. <laughs> Charcoal. Anyway, yeah, yes, so I'm bringing along KFC wipes because after we eat our subways with Joshy Parr, we're going to have stuff all over our face, aren't we? Particularly if you've got a meatball sub, <laughs> they're very messy. So we're walking past KFC on what's the street? Hindley Street? Hindley Street. Yeah, yes, and mate. we're looking in there and, and we're summing up our chances of, of getting stabbed at 2 a.m. And, <laughs> and we actually thought we'll give it a miss because the chances were actually quite high, but... We did discuss that KFC wipes are just outstanding. Like of all, you you got your potato and gravy, you got your chips, you got your coleslaw, you got your wipe. It's it's so mm. refreshing. They're very good, and we haven't had anything hygienic at the supper yet. So I'm bringing along KFC wipes. Maybe they're just a permanent instalment at the supper, just that, to bring. Yeah, them that's, the end. yeah. I like that. Good call. <laughs> that's true. Good times there at one o'clock on Highland Street, also <laughs> referred to us as the Nursery of Champions. Um, <laughs> yeah, the business, anyway. the business card saw a few interesting <laughs> transactions on Highland Street. I think won't show them to the accountant. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought so. Will be hard to claim them on taps too, but that's all right. Um, hey, I got, I got, uh, I got another invite, Salts, and this is obviously a bit, a bit of a Adelaide theme. There was some funny gear that went on, but I'm going to invite along to the supper this week the manager of the footy card store in Adelaide. So for those here that are um, early to mid-30s like Salts and I, you would have just loved collecting your footy cards in the 90s. And I can, I'm inviting the manager because I cannot believe that this is still a profitable business and it's I- going ahead. It's unbelievable stuff. And I poked my head in the window just to see sort of, what they were running with, and I saw a 1994 Mill Hanna there, so it's <laughs> so shiny. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was absolutely. I'm thinking he just varnished his lid, and it was yeah, it was great. So um, they've obviously still got all the big cards and the big names there, and that business is booming. So the manager of the footy card store in Adelaide gets an invite this week. I got a Tony Modra signature gold from back in the 90s. If I took that to that store, I'd probably make bank. In Adelaide, yeah, they love the Godra. You, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take it <laughs> over next time, mate. You're there for another Morfittville Parks meet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that goal regulation says a word! Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck! I'll come! It is, of course, now time for Pack Your Nags, where we send things packing that we're not happy with from the week gone by. And surprise, surprise, Adelaide features again here or South Australia, um, more so salts. And the first thing I want to send packing, and this absolutely threw me, is uh, drinking vessels in South Australia. So anywhere else in this country, ordering a pint, you will get 570 millilitres of crisp amber ale, okay? (laughs) But in Adelaide... You don't get 570 milliliters, you get 425 milliliters salts. Hmm. So to get a pint 
in Adelaide, you have to ask for an imperial pint. And I was... I was a little bit, I was a little bit rattled, wasn't I, mate? When you brought me back this little skilly, skilly, moy moy sort of looking thing. <laughs> well, I went to the bar and you said get me a a schooner, and I got you a schooner, and it came back as a pot. <laughs> that's and right. You, we started. And you go, that's a pot. And I go, nah, the- that's that's a skilly, skilly, moy moy, mate. <laughs> we started from the bottom. Now we're here because we worked yeah. through every single scenario, didn't we? But yeah, it's yeah, weird. that it's was like those um, cafes where they're. Their large is small, but they've got jumbo. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just want to send vessels packing, mate. Yeah, fair call. I'm going to send just a small corporation packing. That's Google. Because um, over the weekend, I Googled where should two good-looking blokes go in Adelaide, and it didn't give me a specific response, and, and I ended up going over the wrong side of town, and there wasn't even any chicks there. So, um, you know, for my benefit, so... Google can get stuffed because they need to work out their algorithms, algorithms <laughs> for good-looking people. I'm sending. I'm. I'm not sending TV packing because I like him. But he got. He he went the early crow on one that I backed today, silly on. But that's not what this is about. This is about he actually has moved the early crow into the NRL. So <laughs> yeah, instead of early crowing a horse, he's actually early crowed. The Broncos, and he said on his call Friday night, well, the Broncos won't win. They're no chance. The Broncos <laughs> won't win. They're no chance. And then the, it, was a, it was a weekend of upsets in the NRL for the most part, but then the Bronx got rolled rolled by the Rabbits, and he's early crowed the Bronx. So uh, <laughs> up you get Broncos. Back your nuts. Jeez. <laughs> That's a classic. Mate, there's something else I'm going to send packing, and this is going to play into your ego something chronic. But we got chatting to a couple of people on on Saturday night down down in Glenelg, and um, as Saltz, Saltz is obsessed because he backs himself in Saltz with his looks. Like he thinks he's a bit of an operator. And uh, (laughs) it's just for the listeners at home. And he likes to play the age game of how old do you think I am versus footy. I swear you brought that up. No, mate, it's not my game. Mate, I'm that not, was you. I'm not, you. About, I'm not about that. <laughs> I'm not about that. Anyway, the response was, I copped. So, Salt's <laughs> copped an age of asking this young person, how old do you think he is? They said, oh, you look like you're about 20 years old. <laughs> and we went, we went, oh, that's pretty nice. And we sort of nodded. And then <laughs> Salt's goes, what about... What about my mate? What? What? Are you, how old do you reckon? She goes, oh, looks about thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, I actually felt bad. I felt <sighs> bad. Well, you don't even look that old. You got more hair than me. It was yeah, stiff. My, hair, my, my hairline's solid as all get out. You oh, got the job of never... brown. It's preceding. <laughs> preceding. About to morph into your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Homer Simpson into the bush after that. I was real flat. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, what do you say we talk about some racing now, mate? Yeah, mate. We've spoken a lot of garbage there. So on the other side of that, we'll, on the other side of this short break, we'll get into salt specs. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? 
Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best. Not available. WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It is now time for Salt Specs, which is, of course, is always brought to you by our great mates there at Top Sport. Hey, we got tips across five tracks this week. Obviously, that great card there at Flemington featuring the All-Star Mile. We've got Golden Slipper Day at Rose Hill. A couple of tips at the Parks track. A little smash and grab on the Gold Coast. And we're going to have a little peek into the Valley tonight as well. Um, so we're going to kick things off at Flemington. What can we expect in terms of track conditions? Yeah, the rail's eight metres footy and listeners, and it's a good four. The track walker actually says the track walks quite well and even and, and all lanes are in play. I do think lanes one to three in the straight will break up later in the day, even though it is a good four. Traditionally, with the rail eight metres at Flemington, the le- the strike rate of leaders winning is is very much diminished compared to other rail positions. So I'd monitor that. I, I wouldn't want to be hard on the fence later in the day. Nice stuff. Hey, let's kick things off in race two, Saltsy, and I'm I'm going to uh, start us off in the spec segment today, and it's the Vobus Gold Comet over a thousand meters. And to be honest, mate, you don't get much closer to a comet than five furlongs down the uh, down the guts of HQ, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got a lot of time for a horse here, Lombardo, who absolutely flies fresh. And he was huge last prep, and he was a little bit of an ATM for two units listeners throughout that preparation. And he actually raced himself into a Manicato. And albeit it wasn't the strongest group one we've ever seen in terms of sprint races in Australia, but he did run fifth and beat some nice types home in, in terms of away game and swats that. Had a quiet trial in the lead up to this. Patrick Maloney takes the mounts, and uh, if he can ride a rocking horse to win a time honored Group One at 121 bucks down the straight, I'm going to back him in to win a Gold Comet on Lombardo at three dollars twenty. There, so it's in race two, mate. You can take a rocking horse to water, but you can lead it also to the new market and and win a straight six Group One handicap, can't you? Absolutely. I've had, uh, be- hey, I've mate- had better calls. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Race three salts. It's the Mystic Journey over two thousand, and it's a it's a nice touch that they've they've named some of these races after you know previous winners of the All Star Mile. We'll see throughout the card. Horse here, um, she's going well. Yonts, mate. I think she's apparently a dollar seventy five. Can only the uh, vets beat her on on this uh, in this race, race three tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, she was she was a dollar seventy five the other day, and a few scratchings have come out. Like I, I took a horse that was a dollar sixty into a dollar thirty yesterday, and it and it lost on protest. That was fun, but in terms of backing, oh, geez, I've just seen I've just seen that El Patroness has come out. Yeah, into- yeah. Yeah, she's dollar thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. In terms of backing horses, uh, at short quotes. I just, I, I'd not that short, but you know, if she still was a dollar seventy-five, I wouldn't take it because I just would want to back a horse that's on speed with that price, just because too much can go wrong from back in the field. But looking forward to seeing her run. Yeah, good call. Hey, race five is a benchmark eighty. It's the Country Mile final, and uh, you've got a little play for us here, mate. Zwoop, zwoop. <laughs> salty, salty goes each way. All yeah, right, so, so hang on a second. Hang on a second. You're having an each way bet. I am, mate. I am, and 
Look, it's, it's not a one by three. I'm not, I'll never be a one by three player, but it's taken it's taken a weekend of whining and dining salts in Adelaide to get him to go each way here and yeah, each way play. You found the way to my heart, footy. <laughs> this horse, Prince of Helena, he hasn't missed the top four in his last eight runs, so he's honest as the day's long, and I just think that. You know, he's near on $3 to place. Uh, I think if we just equal stake the win in the place, we can get something back. So I'm just going to have half unit each way on him. And he carried 68 kegs fresh up at Ballarat over 1,400 metres. Winner there intellective, got a peach of a ride from Betty Malum. And it's really disappointing to see he's injured again with, with all the momentum he had. So we wish him the best with his recovery. But that horse got a good ride. And Prince of Elena was wide. Um Gets a bit of a weight swing off that horse as well. And he's going to come into, you know, if the field stays the same and it just goes final field from emergencies, it'll jump from barrier 12 with Damien Lane on and jumped out well between runs in the Winkers and the Visors come on today. And he's just an honest horse who's runner up in a Metro 78 this track and trip. And I just don't see him doing anything but running a really good race here second up. So I'm going to have half a unit each way on him. Prince of Elena, race five. Outstanding. Nine bucks and three dollars there for Salty's each way play. Mate, we got uh race six, which is the Sepult Wines All-Star Mile Wait for Age feature race on the card. And we're actually gonna um, release a little runner by runner preview after this podcast. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. There's a little bit to talk about in that race, and we don't want to put it in the normal show. So we'll have a little runner by runner, and we got some and Saltz has got some bets that he's that he's keen on to play at in the All-Star Mile. So we'll release that a little bit later today. So keep your eyes peeled there. Um, moving along to race seven, the Lexus Mugger 2. It's an open handicap over the mile. little two-bet play here. Speaking of, I had a bit of a sleep in this morning, so I'm actually going to need a mug or two of coffee. But I, I am I am going to back two horses here. And I mentioned about leaders later in the day being a bit difficult, but one of these horses is Gentleman Roy. I'm going to back him for one unit. And reason being is I really like him drawn out with Hole being drawn in. So what Holby and Drawn In does is that ensures that he kicks up Holby in and Gentleman Roy stays off the fence, but they're going to they're gonna run a good clip. So he's had a couple of riders recently, Gentleman Roy. Lukey Nolan's been riding him a treat, and then Joshy Ridgett's rode him two back at Flemington to a really dominant win. Beat Tuvalu there, who had some excuses. But, you know, he was touched off by Yonce last start, giving her three and a half kilos. They ran really good time, and he dropped from 59.5 to 54 kilos today. So that's a significant weight drop for the rising class to an open handicap. But they're going to run along. He really likes running along at a genuine clip, and, and he's just flying. And with that weight, he's going to be terribly hard to beat. So I'll have a unit on him. But there's another horse that I'm going to have one, uh, sorry, pardon me, pardon me, 0.4 units on at $14 is New Marion for Jamie Carr and Annabelle Nishman. His debut was quality in Australia, and the late work over 1,400 was really good. We're looking at a race. Runner-up was looks like Elvis came down to Victoria, run a race. Uh, Private Eye came through the race, went and won the Epsom. You know, really good form race. And he had a really quiet jump out in Sydney, and then he come down, and he's, he's had a 1,300-metre jump out at Ararat last week. And... Mate, I'm not a big follower of, of every single jump out that happens in the state, but I can't say I've seen any Annabelle Nisham horses jumping out at Ararat before. Mm. So he, he sat three wide in that jump out, won the jump out really well. Quality horse, 
I think, 1,600 first-up suits. A genuine clip does as well, and he's drawn out so he can run on. So I'm going to have something on him as well. 0.4 Numerian and one unit, Gentleman Roy. Yeah, and Gentleman Roy's at $2.90 for the full unit. And as you mentioned, 14 bucks for Numerian, 0.4. Mate, there is a horse here that I want to ask you about, actually, and that's the um, Maroney-trained Bermudez who was super, super impressive last start over the 1,200 and uh, beat a pretty smart Rose Quartz. Yeah, his name sounds a little bit like Bermuda, and that's where our Wi-Fi was last night. It was in the Bermuda Triangle of Wi-Fi. Sorry to bring that up. I know it's a bit raw for you. but And for anyone thinking, oh, why didn't your hotspot? Well, the hotspot was on the Fritz too, so the boys had a bad one last night. But Bermudez, in that review, I really marked him as a horse to follow because – he sprinted powerfully fresh, and he beat a good horse in Rose Quartz. He loses Oliver and gets Paddy Maloney, but he rode a rocking horse to win a Group 1 last week. So, you know, that's not, it's not a massive loss, but he did get a peach of a steer given the race shape. And I actually thought off that, I thought, geez, this horse is going to be a weapon if he's kept fresh to, to sort of 1,200, 1,400 metres. But here he is two weeks between runs going 12 to 1,600 in what looks like a fast-run 1,600-metre race. Now, if he's the best horse in the race, he just might overcome that. But when you're looking at traditional setups, jumping two furlongs in trip second up from a slow-run race and a sprint home to a fast-run mile race, mm. that's that's generally going to find you out. And at $3.60, I'd, I'd be happy to see if it finds him out by backing some other horses. All right, let's move along to race eight now, Salty, which is the Seppel Wines Regal Power over the 2000. And one of my absolute favorites lobs here in Defibrillate at six bucks. And he's just an absolute defibrillator, this bloke. He gets the heart started every time he runs for me. Clear. <laughs> he lugged 60 kilos to win first up last start and ran by Desert Icon, who was rock hard fit. Cops 60 and a half uh, here, but shouldn't spend a cent in the run. Tempo's solid enough. I, I expect him to be asking questions late, and he's just a proven line, line chaser. I was actually keen to play uh, the favourite in the field too, but he, he's scratching it, and a fair bit of deductions have come out from this. So, yeah, Defibrillate is $4.40 now, so it's for eight. That's going to be yep. my play there. Yeah, lovely. Well, let's let's switch states now, shall we? Yeah, let's move on to Rose Hill, mate. And uh, what can we expect? It's actually nice doing it on a Friday morning. We can nearly get the weather and track more accurate up there. What can we expect in terms of conditions? Yeah, that's correct. And it's a soft seven now as of this morning. And, you know, there's some scattered showers around. So depending on what hits, it'll probably just hold that soft seven rating. And if it doesn't rain race day, even though there is some around, maybe it goes to a six, but... If they get a little bit of a top up, we'll just hang around that seven range, mate. The rail's two meters. Last meet here, the rail was true when it was wet. It was very, very wet, but but the 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 inside six lanes were actually off, and they angled off that. So it's worth worth watching that. But I think it should be all right. Yeah, cool. Race two is the Derby Munro, which is a listed uh, race for three-year-olds, set weights and penalties over the 1,200. Hey, you reckon with this name, so this is Derby being spelt D-A-R-B-Y, do you think the Perth people call it, do you think the Perth people call this one Derby or Derby? They'd have to call it Derby. Yeah. Well, surely. That's what, it, that's what it spells like. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, so I, I thought it was D-E, but there you go. It is D-A-R, so a bit of a lesson. <laughs> I've... Gonna to have to take my uh, 
Shakespeare cap off there, forgetting forgetting a spelling mistake. But some good, gonna, some good, some good insight here. Anyway, so what, what do you got for us? Yeah, it's good, isn't it, mate? Oh, thanks for that. Oh, I'm going to back. <laughs> I'm, I'm backing Marzu here. I'm pretty keen on him. I'll back him for one point two five units, and just for the fact that he's just doing far too much right to not bet him. Like you, you can't put a hole in him where you can punch a hole in in every other runner in the field. So he he maps for a sweet tag. He's going to be on the leader's back. He's running really good overall time. He ran super overall time first up, regressed a little bit second up, but the win was still dominant. And I think third up to 1,200 metres suits him real well. Set weights and penalties actually gets him in quite well in this race. And he handles all conditions. He's undefeated since he's gelded. And I think he can win this on the way to potentially winning the Arrowfield, which is a rich group two race for the three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. So good bet, Marzu, 1.25 units. Looking at $2.10 on top sport for Marzu. Hey, let's move through to race three. It's the Mannion Cup. It's a group three over the 2,400. Yes, there's a horse here, Zarek, for the Hawks team and Willie Pike. And I mentioned Willie Pike. Isn't it great to see him riding winners in, in New South Wales? And he's doing the he's hard yards. Yeah, he's doing the hard yards. He's riding winners everywhere at, at different prices. And you know, regardless of what your opinions are on outside things, I, he just stands out as a really nice bloke, doesn't he? So it's good to see him going well. Um, So it, he partnered Zarek here, and he partnered him last start, and the win was sensational. He was he was 1,400 metres first up, and he ran quite well, but then he went straight to 2,000 metres second up. He sat on a good speed, punched the breeze, and then just got to the front and just sprinted hard and, and put them away really well. The the way this race is going to be run this week, over 2,400 metres, you've got Knight's order drawn barrier nine and Zarek drawn one outside him in barrier 10. Well, over 2,000 metres last start, what happened was Knight's order went forward and Zarek followed him across and Knight's order actually will run along. It, it doesn't sit up Knight's order. It, it, it runs along. So I can see the race shape virtually being exactly the same. So if Zarek can tag him across, get a similar run, I don't see why... He's not repeating last start. And look, the Hawks boys, I've seen a few things without backup from data and statistics, which is the sort of stuff that we love at two units. About the <laughs> Hawks boys, about the Hawks boys having a bit of a knack of being one prep trainers. So there's some horses that have had in recent times that have just completely flown for one prep and then dropped off the face of the earth, think master of wine. Is is this his prep, Zarek? Because that was mm. a big PB second up it's his second prep in australia and i think he's flying and 2400 meters with the map advantage super bet 1.25 units at four bucks i love it zarek four bucks one one full unit there saltsy 1.25 uh, brother you've upped it mate uh, yeah yep <laughs> okay look out hey there's another horse in here i've seen you tweet about actually salts and that's Luncies, who wears the same silks, just the white distinguishing cap in the in the race. Is this just fake Zarek? Is this is this Zarek if you ordered Zarek on on Wish? Well, it's, it's Zarek if you spray painted him grey. But <laughs> yeah, it's the Wish version. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, the thing about Luncies is, mate, he's flying, and I've I've got a bet on him for the Sydney Cup. Had have great memories of early betting on the Sydney Cup. Realm of Flowers should have won. Um, that was great fun, but. I think he's flying. He, he's back super. He ran a fastest last 200 of the, of the meet first up, and he ran the fastest last 200 of the race last start against Zarek over 2,000 metres. But 
Zarek did chase that good speed, so he's entitled to not be as strong through the line. But the thing with Luntz is the map today is just no good at Rose Hill. He's, he's drawn out. You know, there's some emergencies, but he's drawn a very wide gate. They just have to cop their medicine. He's going to be off midfield. So he's going to need to run past Zarek. And, you know, if this race was over 3,200 metres, I'd be back in Luntz's. But I just think with the map advantage and the sprint, Zarek's the one to beat over this trip. But Luntz's well on track. And, and watch him. He's well on track to win a Group 1 Sydney Cup. Good insight there. Uh, let's move on to race six. It's the Rose Hill Guineas Group 1 set weights for the three-year-olds. And, uh, matey, is it just as simple as... Is it just a real sort of bread and butter tip, this one? Is it is it just slapping us in the face here? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's got it's a bit of gobble gobble in slapping us here, mate. And there's <laughs> there's but <laughs> Animo just Animo's just a it's just a standout bet. I'm I'm actually gonna have one point six five units on him. Now he's he's even money, you know. He's hovering around a dollar ninety. It was four bucks after the Randwick guineas, and I just thought that was free money after the way the race was run. Now Converge won that race and and won it well. But if you have a look, there's some vision around Corey Brown showing the ride from Tim Clark on Converge to Apprentice School and saying this is the best ride of 2022, and it's very hard to argue with. The ride was absolutely superb from start to finish, and and even with that, Converge sort of left him. Animo at the exact right time. And, but then you look, Animo's last 400, his last 200 was nearly two lengths faster than Converge, taking ground off him through the line. I think to 2,000 metres, we're looking at a horse here that that arguably, you know, with, with a different set of stewards, he's he's a Cox Plate winner at three. We're, we're mm. talking, he's beat, he beat very elegant in a Cox Plate. This, mm. on, on a wet track, this is a, this is a good horse, a very good horse. He chomps up 2,000 metres. You know, he's, if, if he'd drawn four, he almost cops two units. I just think he's he's so far on track. He's he's had the traditional Rose Hill Guineas build-up. He's come through all the Group 1 races, 12, 14, 1,600, and I think he's just absolutely primed to win this race. Even money is, is good money, and, and I think he'll win. Animo. Even money's good money, and hopefully it's free money, Salts. That's uh, Animo, 1.65 units in the Rose Hill Guineas Race 6. Hey, let's move along to the feature race on the card, which is Race 8, the Golden Sleeper. It's Group 1 for the two-year-old set weights over the six furlongs. And Salts, I know you're not interested uh, in having a bet here, and uh, you know, as the show being 12 months old, I want to keep up my 100% strike rate of um, tipping winners <laughs> in this race. So um, we did speak last year, actually, um, you know, it wasn't post-race stuff. It was throughout as well about the horse that does everything right and the horse who's the most professional is the one you want to be with when it comes to the juveniles. And that did find Profiteer out a bit last year and, and stay inside was the horse doing everything right in the lead up. So I'm sort of both, taking that. Both off to sub. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, um, let's not talk about what's occurred for them in the last 12 months, I guess, <laughs> after racing. But um, I guess taking that on board, Salts, and, and learning from um, – you know, learning from past bets in the lead up, I want to follow that same same recipe coming into this year. And it's hard to it's hard to look past Cool and Gutter. And um, she's she's the horse that I, I want to be with here. The red herring is that I guess that she doesn't want a bottomless track. So we've got a soft seven at the moment. Hopefully it stays in that soft range. Who knows what Rose Hill does to be fair. 
have zero qualms about how she goes here first up. So the magicians would just have her absolutely cherry ripe. Best horse in the race for me. Hope she wins. But uh, unfortunately, if she does, she's never going to win another race due to the curse. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm pretty keen on Cool and Gadda. And uh, I just want to check a price. I know she was sort of fight high. Yeah, she's hopping around four, that 460. Yeah, yeah, 450 at the moment. So yeah, okay, 450, yep. Cool and Gadda. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and uh, yeah, hopefully the thing, go two from two on the potty, mate, in the slipper. Yeah, mate. The thing with her is she hasn't run since the 15th of January, so we're talking two months. If it was mm-hmm. in any other yard, you know, she's got to break a record here of of most days between runs to actually win the Golden Slipper. If it's any other yard, you you're almost saying nah, it can't happen. Are you, but are you getting uh, are you getting high Totsu vibes here, Saltsy? Well, I'm just saying that the things that these yeah. guys are doing is just phenomenal. Like high top, like you mentioned, high Totsu first up in in an Australian Guineas to sixteen hundred in, in a very fast run race, and and wins. They're just they're just remarkable. Yeah. They keep Lighthouse wins a Group One. She's been up since a Kyneton benchmark race in November, and she wins a Group One in Sydney. In March, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, if any stable is going to do it, it's them. It's pretty exciting. It's kind of it's actually changing. It's changing the face of racing in many respects and training, isn't it? And yeah. how well, people the- prepare their horses, and no, no doubt, like it's just like anything. Like you know, when even in footy clubs, when you see the assistant coaches move around and come out from a successful club, and you see that go around the stables, I'll just be interested yeah. to see how this unfolds in sort of ten years' time when everyone's likely going to be doing it this this way when the when the IQ's out there too. Well, that's a good call. Look at Annabelle Nation. She was an assistant trainer there. She steps away and starts winning group ones on her own right. Now she's got, you know, one of yeah. the best weight for age horses in the country. The other thing with them is, you know, we'll, we don't want to talk on too much, but it's a, it's a good talking point. You know, they're talking a lot about their sports science and the people they're using there. You and I come from a history of, of sports science and really interested in in analysing data in that sense, so mm. you know they're they're using that in terms of their recovery, just like just like a professional sporting side would as well. So, yeah, changing the face of the game. Brilliant. Hey, that rounds out our tips at Rose Hill Salts, and we're going to head to Morphville Parks. Back to back to our, the number one holiday destination in Australia has actually come in. Just I've just read a. Um, I just read a blog actually online, and the number one holiday destination is the Parks Track. So we're going to head there <laughs> for two tips. We're going to head there for two tips, Salts. And the, what can we expect in terms of the track? It played bloody fair when we were there last week. Oh, it, was be- it played absolutely beautifully last week, you know, for the Parks Track. And then the course proper was really good. And yeah, you mentioned the Parks Track being a number one holiday destination. I actually did sneak off to the tattoo artist while I was in Adelaide, and I just got, <laughs> I just got Wonderlust tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got one the last time. You know, I'm just a bit well travelled now. I've been to Adelaide, so it was really good, mate. But the rails are eight meters, and oh, geez, it's a lovely track, wasn't it? It was a bloody good bar there, and I, we might have banged on about that earlier. But the rails eight meters. It's a good four, and I reckon it'll be all right. Yeah, I know we keep saying it, but the screen was what blew us away too. Like oh. the long screen, it was. You know, I know that knows there's a few footy grounds doing it now, but there's about a fucking hundred meter long screen, and you could it's see brilliant. back to front. So yeah. it helped. It helped when you're two hundred meters away. But um, yeah, mate, race five, <laughs> benchmark eighty six over the thousand. I looked into this race because I was looking to find a tip, and there looks to be some pretty good tempo when we when it comes to the map here. Yeah, the tempo is hot. 
the tempo is very hot. I what I do like here is so I'm going to back all banter for one unit. He's two dollars forty. I like the fact that he's drawn inside Spanish heirloom. So Spanish heirloom only knows one way; it's to run fast. But all banter is faster. What I want is a genuine clip because there's a danger here drawn in in the name of Smoke and Val, who's a good horse, but has a history in fast run races of being run off its feet. So I think that all banter, if it kicks up because Spanish heirloom comes across, I, I, th- I just think it's too fast. It just runs times that the others in the race can't. So, mm. you know, the, just one unit because... It's, those times are relative to the weight it's carrying as well. So it's got 60 kilos here, whereas Spanish Heirloom's got 52. But it's won a listed race. Last start was at Flemington on the wrong side of the track in a listed race, running slick time. So it deserves that weight. It loves this course and claims down a 60 in a benchmark 86. I, I just think, I just think it's probably going to be too slick. Yeah, mate. Ran under a length behind Malkovich and Brooklyn Hustle in that race you speak of down yeah. the straight at Flemington, which is... And it won the outs, It won the inside race yeah. by easily, yeah. It's pretty nice form when you look at that. That's $2.40 on uh, Top Sport, all banter, for a full unit there. Uh, yep. Let's move along to race six. It's a benchmark 64 over the 15.50. Yeah, horse here, Prince of Fences, and this horse... This fellow walked in two back at Strathalbyn in a 54 grade. So, you know, when I'm looking at a horse coming to Saturday Saturday grade, what I'm really looking for is to them have come through a benchmark 54 at the provincials. So, obviously not. But had the thumps last start, so forgive that. And even though it had pulled up with the thumps, it's absolutely spanked third. It's back in trip here from 1,800 metres. But it's got really good early toe, but it can actually step a half a stride slow. So I actually don't mind blinkers coming off and winkers going on just to sort of, you know, sometimes with the horses, when horses are slow beginners, if they've got blinkers on, it sort of exacerbates that. So if it steps and runs along, either leading or sitting outside the leader and, and making sure they run along, I I just don't think it'll lose. I, I, th- I think it's a good horse that can keep up a genuine gallop. Yeah, Prince of Fences at $3.80 on Top Sport. And so I know we, we talk a little bit and, and take the piss out of where, where runners come from, but I think every punter in Australia learnt their lesson last week when, you know, regardless of what side of the track was quicker, when we just completely disrespect form lines in terms of like that's something different. So you've got like the New Zealand form line, for example, in the new market, which yeah. was just completely and utterly disregarded. I know I spoke a bit about it on the show. I didn't obviously didn't talk about Rock and Horse, but Levante was one I was keen on. Levante wins the outside. Rock and Horse wins the inside. Like I know New Zealand sprint form is not traditionally something that um, is considered elite, but you've got to respect a different form line coming into any race. I think. Yeah, are you just are you just bringing up the fact that you almost tipped the winner of the new market in the in the main side. In a is roundabout that, way, I was trying to sound real smart, but I was like, how can I get Levante into the show? I'm wondering what the hell you're on about. <laughs> 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 no, nah, you were just talking about your 54 in Strath, and I'm like, mate, you got to Oh, okay. I'm, I'm wondering how a Group 1 new market handicap relates to a benchmark 64 on the parks track. 
I can make, I can tie anything in if it's self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, mate, you're going to take over here. You, footy loves a hit and run. Everyone knows that. And he, he loves a hit and run in Queensland. I, I've comp- basically, un, unless it's a main carnival, I, I've put a line through Queensland. I'm just going to stop following it. So, footy, you're going up to the Gold Coast, mate. You love meter maids. You love fake tans. And you love plastic <laughs> surgery. So, race one. A benchmark seventy-two for the Phillies and Mares over twelve hundred meters. Who you got? Yeah, I'm. I'm really keen on uh, one here. Who's uh, pretty? It's a pretty nice Phillies and Mares race. It's actually been smashed a little bit by scratchings. Looking through this morning, but there's one here for the O'Day hoisted team called Rich Lister, um, and you're getting about two dollars fifty for this horse now after those scratchings, but. It's a little bit of the contemptuous band is back together from last week. So you've got the trainer-jockey combination with Jaden Lloyd claiming two. And, um, yeah, this lightly raced, well, I say lightly raced four-year-old mare, she, she was outstanding first up at Doombin in a no-metro wins race against her own sex. Ran well above average overall time and ran a really big last 600. She did run a bit of a flat one uh, second up, but I'm going to put that down to, to just not handling Toowoomba, the track. That was when that meet was moved there. And um, she's third up here, mapped to um, mapped to box, box seat, perhaps even lead after the scratching. So um, we'll have every single chance from the draw. And uh, I think Rich Lister's a really good bet at $2.50 on top sport. What, mate, what would you define as lightly raced for a four-year-old? Yeah, I'm probably I'm looking at that. I'm probably clutching at straws a little bit here, Salts. But twelve, you've got this horse here who's a twelve start. She's a twelve start four year old mare, and it's probably you know twelve starts is probably pushing lightly race. But it's more so how she's come back this prep for me as well. So she just looks like a new horse. Those figures that she she ran first up at Doomben are outstanding. So it looks like she's just starting to elevate now and uh it's a it's a watch horse for me yeah lovely mate and hey you, I, we touched on this the other week actually about that stable well mm. in from their last 50 they've got 18 winners at 36 percent from their last 100 runners they're going at 33 percent with a proportional stake their profit on turnovers 36 percent which is absolutely ridiculous if you flat stake their last 50 runners your profit on turnover is nearly fifty percent for right, a stable. Yeah. For a stable, you do. I haven't heard of those figures. No, nah, for, I've never for heard a of stable, that. for a stable that that is, un, almost unheard of. They yeah. are airborne. So yeah, if you love your Queensland racing and you're not following them, then you're doing something wrong. Maybe O'Day and Hoisted should start a podcast and call themselves Two Units and just flat stake every horse. That they <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nominate, <laughs> uh, mate. Hey, um, yeah, that's my smash and grab at the Gold Coast. Go, Rich Lister. Hey, the Valley. Just a quick one there, too, Salt. So I've actually got one at the Valley tonight as well. But before I do talk about that tip. Mate, we're suiting up tonight. We're heading. We're heading to the valley. The reverse fake IDs have been stamped, and we're going to the young members. We're hosting the young members night there tonight, and hopefully, we can tip a few of the young members into some winners. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're trackside and you listen to us, come and say good day. We'd love to have a beer with you, and uh, yeah, get around the units as as they go global and trending. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm valley gonna- and trending. 
<laughs> if they're still in the room after the first seven races, I've got a tip for them here in race eight, which is a benchmark <laughs> 70 over the 1200. And this is a horse called Mars Mission at $3.20 and tipped him last start on the show. And just, he was beyond putrid, to be fair, in the, in that group three zedative states. That was at Caulfield. Um and yeah, it was just a, it was just an absolute head scratcher. It was one where I was just hanging by the vets and give me something. <laughs> me <too>. but, yeah, <laughs> there's there's a serious motor in there somewhere for this horse though, and I'm just really liking that he's come back to benchmark seventy level, and he's come back to the valley over the same trip that he de- destroyed, utterly destroyed a field in last start, which I think was in sixty four grade. So I'm going to give him another chance because. You know, just let just let this fast horse be fast and just let it win, please. Three dollars twenty in the last and send us home to bed with a little bit of a dopamine release salt. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was on him as well that last start when when he flopped at Caulfield. It's one of those ones where you know you you're actually kinda of happy you got beaten ten lengths instead of one. It's like a mm. it's like you'd rather lose a grand final by ten goals. Than by one point because it's just so much easier to cop. <laughs> that's so it's, a great it's one analogy. of those ones. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Hey, uh, that rounds out our specs segment for the week, which uh, means. Unit. It is, of course, time for our unit of the week, where one of our unit army members come on board, and and they have they have a tip for the week. Two hundred dollars bonus bet, proudly um, brought to us by Top Sport, goes towards half to the unit, half of the winnings go towards Horse Rescue Australia, and sheesh, we got Mickey Stevenson this week, and we're desperate to get on the board salts. Um, we haven't had a collect yet, so uh, Michael Stevenson's on. He's got a, I think he's got a bit of skin in the game with this horse, and and this is his tip. G'day legends, big fan of the pod, so I appreciate having me on as a unit of the week this week. My tip comes from race five at Flemington, Vazme. This boy is a big unit, and I'm hoping that he can just jump out, lead, and trounce him like he did last start at pack. It's going to be a bloody good day if he does for me and Horse Rescue Australia. Thanks for the opportunity again, boys. Love it. Cheers. All right, so Mickey Stevenson has got He's- on board Vaz Mees, has he done a has he done a little one of these salts? Has <laughs> <laughs> he rolled out a little bit of Mickey Stevenson over the top? Yeah, Mickey over the top. Mickey over the top. <laughs> My only each way bet. Yeah, yeah. Only well, bet. there we go. Well, yeah, that run of, that run of to collects. Yeah, exactly. We can still have two collects with now that you're betting each way, Salts. So, yeah. Mickey, Mickey Stevenson, Vaz me. We've locked in $3.80 for, for us there for you, Mickey, and for Horse Rescue Australia. So, all the best. And if anyone else wants to get involved with Unit of the Week, you can head to our website, twounitspodcast.com.au. There's a form there you can fill out or you can slide into our DMs. We, we like that stuff too. Uh, it's time now for two units, which is our best bets from around Australia. And as always, I'll kick things off and I'm heading back to the number one holiday destination in Australia, which is the Morfordville Parks track. Uh, race eight, benchmark 68, over 1,200. And one of mine here, Lobs, and that's Appalachian at $2.90. And this bloke is absolutely explosive. And I think David Jolly and his team's finally worked out that just keeping him fresh as he's go. He's one of those get-back run-on types, 
but he's drawn seven here in a nine-horse field, and it just sets up for Gat to just smoke the pipe, stay out of trouble, and produce that really powerful late finish that we've seen in his last couple of starts. Speed's good enough, so he's going to get the tempo required, and I'm hoping he nuts Larkham on the line, like uh, like the dead heat last start for Larkham, which Saltz and I may have... I don't want to say it, Saltz, but we may have gone a little bit of the early crow or something there, didn't we? It was a bit yeah. of a weird one back can, in Larkham. Can we just week. quickly touch on that a bit in a bit more detail? Yeah. So this, so we both backed Larkham in the last. You know, you've got to have a bet in the last one, your track side. And, and he's hit the line. Brett Davis has called him home. We fully... There was some Kiwi bloke that was... um. He was having a good time, okay, and he was on Larkham, and, he, and we, we were all going, we were celebrating together, and then he, and then he wasn't only on Larkham, he was on Mars, <laughs> yeah, he was airborne, and yeah. then um, and then and then it's gone gone to the judges, and then even it's we've done the double early crow because we celebrated on the line, then it's gone to the judges, and on track. Trackside, Brett Davis called Larkham home in the photo like three minutes later and we celebrated that. And then he corrected himself and said it was a dead eight. So it was just not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually nearly left the track just right then. I was I was so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Appalachian race eight, $2.90, my best bet. Saltsy, uh, over to you for your best bet, your two units for the week. And, uh, mate, the beauty of... Uh, recording on a Friday is that more information does come to light regarding the races on the weekend. And we've had an absolute curveball mid-recording here, mate. Yeah, we have. The information's come through that Mawanga recorded a slightly elevated temperature today after travelling back from Melbourne. and He left some feed in the bucket. So, you know, I was really keen on him, but I'm definitely going to be watching watching this space. I'm certainly not confident enough to put any money on him as yet. So I'm going to let that go. So, I think just thinking on the run here, what what I'll do is the, the one I gave the most confident push for was Animo. So I got 1.65 units on Animo at, at even money, and I think he wins the Rose Hill Guineas. So, yeah, let, let's keep an eye on Moanga and what happens in that space. Oh, geez, I thought he was primed to run a big race, but th- they're the sorts of things that you don't want to hear and you don't want to be backing into. And, you know, there's a good chance he might not even run. So so let's scrap that and um, let, let's go with Animo for me this weekend, mate. I love it. So a little bit of a watch on Moanga, who is Solstice pretty keen on. And yeah, just keep an eye, keep an eye on his Twitter feed, and I'm sure you'll be up to date across the weekend. But uh, but Animo is Solstice's best for the weekend thus far in the Rose Hill Guineas. Um, moving on to, oh, that's it now, mate. That sums, that wraps yeah. up our two units, which means it's the show. So um, yeah, it's a huge week. Hey, we got uh, our all-star mole runner by runner, which we're going to release shortly as well. So listeners, we, we want to talk about that race in a bit more depth because Salts has some a couple of good plays in there for us. But uh, outside of that, Enjoy the weekend. As always, gamble responsibly. And we'll be back next week. And I think we're live recording from Aubrey next week as my bold boy dons the dons the black and white silks for the two-units army. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that. And we'll be in touch with owners and, and hopefully meet up and, and catch up with a few trackside. And, yeah, it'll be great fun. And all the other punters this weekend, have a great weekend. And look out Mooney Valley tonight. Absolutely. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. But I'm all right.